the fantasy's finest fantasy football podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. What's going on, finest fans? Welcome back to the show. So I got to lead off with this. How did your week two go in your fantasy leagues? I know mine was kind of up and down. I didn't get to do a tally before the show, uh, before the recording of the show. So I will have that on episode two of this week. Um, That should be dropping on Thursday. So I will have my full tally um, for that episode across my leagues. I know a couple of them. I was watching the Monday night football game, the uh, Packers versus the Lions, and I was looking for Robert Tanya to kind of save me. He got that touchdown, uh, which was great, but I was still short a couple points. Like um, in my CBS league, I lost uh, 88 to 91. It was a close one. And then um, I think in my ESPN league, I lost a couple close ones. Um it was, and I needed Robert Tanya to come through for me in my primetime league. I've been losing a couple of close games. Like I, if it's, if it's my choice, I would rather get blown out. Like I hate losing close games, losing two points, three points, five points. I'd rather get smoked because it's like, all right, I had no shot this week. It's it's okay, I can live with that. But like, um, in my football hustlers league. I lost 121 to 129. And the only reason I lost that one was because I got nothing from Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. So I, I can't be mad at that because I know that that's not going to be the normal. But it's just like, man, I'd rather get blown out completely. <laughs> I don't I, I hate losing uh, close games. But speaking of the Cowboys, way to win. Week two against the Chargers. I expected them to come in and use the run game, which was featured. Tony Pollard had a nice game. Um, Ezekiel Elliott had a solid game. They ran. They did their thing on the ground against the Chargers. Um, the Cowboys defense looked good. Got some turnovers. Diggs got busy. Kazee got, got busy in the uh, end zone. Uh, picking off Justin Herbert. Michael Parsons looked good at at a, at DN of all of all spots playing defensive end for the first time and getting busy man we got we we got a hunter on that one um Herbert ain't Herbert ain't look too sharp man he's two weeks in he looking kind of shaky I don't know I I think we I wanted to see more from Herbert I want that you know three touchdown 300 yard game I don't think he's had that yet but I, I would be the last person to count Justin Herbert out. And a lot of guys came back to earth uh, this week. Jameis Winston. Holy crap. Did anybody see the Saints be, uh, losing to the Carolina Panthers? To Sam Darnold? Like, what in the world is going on? Week two was bizarro week. <laughs> But, yeah, Winston came back to earth. The Panthers completely shut down Alvin Kamara. Completely. I I never saw anything like that. Um, Who else came back down to earth? Jalen Hurts. Eagles fans was mighty quiet on social media. I didn't hear a peep out of my regulars. Nothing. Jalen Hurts came back to earth. San Fran came to town and shut all that down. Did nothing. 
we got in week three, and they lost Brandon Graham, uh, torn torn ACL. Brandon Brooks, torn Peck. He's gonna miss a couple weeks. He's out for week three. They we not the only ones coming into this game all hurt and missing people. So we'll see how that turns out. You know, of course, the Cowboys are gonna win, but we have to see how it plays out. I totally expect. Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper to be on their game though. That's not a game where you can just run at the Eagles and everything's going to be hunky-dory. You have to attack them with everything because if they're the Eagles are the kind of team that if you leave them hanging around, they can come back and bite you. It'll be something crazy. They just they're tenacious. If any if I can respect anybody in the division, it's them. That's why they're the Cowboys rivals. And I don't care what you say, it's not New York. It's definitely not New York. Philadelphia does not get up to play New York like they do the Dallas Cowboys. So if you're an Eagles fan listening, please stop the cap. Please stop the cap. We know, just just be honest with yourself. You know the Cowboys are your rivals. You don't like us. We don't like you. Be honest, <laughs> but let's get into the episode. In this one, we're gonna I'm gonna give you guys some uh, 2021 comeback candidates. It's a little early. We're in week two, so I figure I can get these guys in before we kick off. Like it would be weird to do it, and it's like you know week six, week eight. Like the <laughs> the season's kind of established already. But week two, there's still some wiggle room that these things can go either way. And then we're going to get into our waiver wire ads for this week through the wire. Um, so make sure you follow the podcast on social media at Fantasy's Finest. Subscribe to the podcast on all your platforms, your favorite podcast platforms like Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Make sure you follow us on social media too. Hype underscore Finest for me, Ace underscore ECA4 for Jalen, and M- Mark M. I always chop up his name. Every time I get to his name, I feel like I have to spell it out because I don't think people know what it is. So it's M-C-K-N-U-X, McNucks. He has a weird name, but it's been something that he's had for a while now. So give us a follow on social media. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and make sure you check out thefantasiesfinance.com. We do have a website. We got all our articles coming up. My writers have been putting in work. It's been it's been a great season so far. So make sure you check all those things out and let's get into the show, man. You know, what we got to do first news time. News and notes from around the NFL. Okay, so this news report is basically going to be like. A injury report for the quarterbacks this week because everybody was going down. First up, Bears Andy Dalton picked up a knee injury during the Bengals game. He was diagnosed with a bone bruise in his left knee. The fear was because it was a non-contact injury, it was an ACL or MCL, but he's managed to dodge that bullet. He went down um, in a going on a run in late in the second quarter. Justin Fields came in and finished the game. Now, here's my thing. This is a golden opportunity 
for Justin Fields to excel and cement himself as the starter. If Andy Dalton can't come back, you know, within a couple of weeks or, you know, he's he may miss week three. He may not. We don't know. But Matt Nagy told reporters that Andy Dalton is still the starter when he's healthy. Like, why is this the hill that you feel like you need to die on? Can someone explain to me the Andy Dalton love? Because I don't understand it. I was watching football from my couch. I saw what Andy Dalton looks like. Did anybody see any different kind of Andy Dalton that was playing last year in 2020 with the Cowboys? Did he look like a starting quarterback to you? You went out and got Justin Fields. I'm not I'm not going to beleaguer this point. I'm just baffled that this is something that Matt Nagy is trying to stick to. Now, this could be one of those ploys where, you know, the head coach says one thing and does another, especially if Justin Fields comes out and he, you know, completely blows the doors off in week three if he gets the start. So if you have Justin Fields in your fantasy team, cross your fingers and hope for the best because the Bears offense just looks better with Justin Fields out there. But let's keep moving. Carson Wentz blew two flat tires. This dude has two sprained ankles getting rolled up by Rams defensive tackle Aaron Donald. He was unable to come back into the game. Jacob Eason came in for relief. There hasn't been any updates per this uh, before we had jumped on. So there's probably going to be updates later on in the week. So that's something that you need to keep in track. Uh, and you know, we got you covered. So you stick with us. We'll get, we'll get the latest updates to you via social media or on our injury report article, you know, one way or another, we going to let you know what's going on with Carson Wentz, but we don't know what his status is going into week three. So this is just something to monitor. Tyrod Taylor also picked up an injury. He picked up a hamstring injury. Uh, rookie quarterback Davis Mills came in for relief, had a shaky performance and then <laughs> I guess it was like, okay, Tyrod's hurt. Mills is shaky. He's still a rookie. Is Deshaun Watson going to play? And head coach David Cully was like, nah, he not playing. <laughs> he said he will not start. He will not play for week three against the Panthers on Thursday night football despite the fact that Tyrod Taylor has picked up the injury. So we could be looking at Davis Mills. I'm looking at starting the Panthers defense, you know what I'm saying? So might want to add them boys to the, to the, you know, give them a one week stream. He says, they, you know, maybe he might hold on to them. They locked down the, the uh, I'm about to see the Panthers locked down the Panthers. The Panthers locked down the Saints. They get a good looking matchup against Davis Mills. Maybe they are one of the defenses that we haven't been paying attention to. We'll see. Tua Tagovailoa went down with a rib injury during the Bills game. Tua had to be carted off the field. Uh, initial tests showed that there's no major damages, but we they don't know if he's going to be able to practice this week or if he's going to play. Um, the Dolphins get the Raiders in week three, who are hot right now. Winning their last, they beat the Ravens. They beat the Ravens in Week One. They stunned the Steelers. Man, Derek Carr is actually balling right now, and I think he's like a top. Derek Carr is a top ten quarterback right now. I mean, it's you know still only two weeks, but that's something. 
man, I had to, I might have to go pick up Derek Carr. <laughs> but that's it for the news. Now let's get into my 2021 comeback players of the year candidates. And with the local DBC news, Evan Cool J with a triumphant comeback. More but tonight, don't call it a comeback. All right, so I only have uh, two guys that I really wanted to highlight. Um, I didn't want to get too long in this one, but I had, you know, cause I could go, you know, Dak Prescott's coming back from, you know, his injury. He's a good comeback player candidate. Odell Beckham was one of my f- candidates. I- I'm, I'm still going to keep him in the tuck, but he hasn't played in two weeks. So, you know, he's still dealing with the ACL and then you got Saquon Barkley, you know, off to a rough start because they're taking easy, taking it easy on him. Um, they're not going to give him a full workload just yet until he's comfortable with, you know, coming back with his injury and trusting that knee. But there's two guys that I wanted to highlight. And the first guy that I think should be on this list is uh, Joe Burrow. Now, Joe Burrow's coming back from a torn ACL. He suffered in week 10 uh, versus the Washington football team. But Burrow has an opportunity to take the next step inside the Bengals offense. He's got plenty of weapons in Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, as well as Joe Mixon. And he had he had a I'll say he had a decent rookie year up until the injury. Um, I know you probably heard this before, but he was on pace to throw for a lot of pass attempts around 600 or more. So, you know, he's capable of doing the volume. Granted, you want him to be better in the red zone and put up more points. Cool. Totally understand that. But I think Joe Burrow has an opportunity to not only cement himself inside the top 20 among quarterbacks this year for fantasy, but I just feel like he has the talent to get it done. And then they've made strides to put, like I've said before, uh, they've made strides to put uh, players around him to get, get it done. It's just a matter of, can he take the next step Get that knee injury out of the out of the way. Focus on taking the taking the steps that he needs to take in order to progress as a quarterback um, inside the offense, you know, and of course, put up more points because the Bengals aren't offensive juggernauts, you know, to say the least. But I think Joe Burrow is one of those quarterbacks that he's he's kind of special. Um, and I think that if you he's if he plays the whole season and he's passing the ball like he's supposed to, um, he can get it done. He's currently eighth. He's inside the top 10 in completion percentage. Um, I think one of the things that he wanted to work on this offseason was the deep ball, but he he has, he, I mean, he, he showed it, uh, what was it, week one, when Jamar Chase, no, no, no I'm sorry, it was uh, week one, was it? It's only been two weeks of football. I should know this. <laughs> one of those games where uh, Jamar Chase caught that 50-yard, and I think that was week one. He caught that 50-yard bomb for a touchdown. That was solid. That was week one. Um, so he's he looks he's looking better in, in, with the deep ball. We're probably going to see more of that um, later on in the season. But I, I like Joe Burrow to be one of those guys that bounces back and has a tremendous year or has a much better year than he did uh prior to going down another guy i wanted to highlight is austin eckler now i know everybody's been on the austin eckler bandwagon this offseason if you you know listen to any fantasy guys and 
you know, social media and Twitter. Austin Eckler has been hyped hyped up pretty much this offseason. But I think it's warranted because Austin Eckler has he's one of those guys that can get it. He's one of those very good, versatile running backs. Like you see his size and you're like, oh, well, he can't run behind, run between the tackles. You know, he can't, he can't, he's more of that passing running back, but he's shown that he's capable of carrying a workload um, on the ground for he's averaging 4.6 yards per carry so far this season after two games. Um, and we all know how, the Chargers offense, their passing attack is deadly. And he caught, I mean, just look at the game week two against the Cowboys. Nine targets, nine catches, 100% catch rate versus the Cowboys. That's what Austin Eckler does. You don't have to just use him as a as a rusher, which I think that's what the mistake was in week one against Washington. You have to get Eckler involved in the passing game. He should be your third option. In the passing game, you got Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams, and good Lord, Mike Williams. He's balling right now after two weeks. I know, like I said, I know it's early, but he's cooking right now. But you got Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams. Austin Eckler should be that third guy to be getting targets. But you got a lot of volume with the Chargers passing attack. So there should be no reason why he's not involved in the passing game every week. Every week, he sh- Austin Eckler should be in there getting busy. So, I mean, those are, you know, I just wanted to talk about those two guys real quick. It was going to be a longer segment, but, you know, we had some we had some alterations at the last minute. <laughs> but it's good. Uh, Austin Eckler and Joe Burrow, those are my two guys, my two comeback candidates for 2021. Like I said, I could have went with Dak Prescott and Saquon Barkley or, you know, like I I mentioned Odell Beckham earlier. But I think these two guys in particular have a have a real opportunity to get it done and finish high in fantasy rankings. Like I would say Austin Eckler, uh, he can very well finish as a top 10 uh, running back. Joe Burrow, he's got a little bit more competition. Um, in terms of quarterbacks, but I think he can finish inside the top 20. So with that, those are my two picks. So with that, let's go to the waiver wire ads through the wire. Okay, so I got a couple of names for you guys that you should be looking to add for your fantasy teams uh, for week three. And this one in particular has caught my eye. K.J. Osborne, wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. When did. okay? first of all, when did the Vikings get. Another wide receiver that was good (laughs) because it didn't seem like they had it was. It was Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, however you want to order them. It's just been those two guys. But K.J. Osborne has been quietly balling the last two weeks. He was five or six for 91 yards and a touchdown in week two. 
he's averaging 11.35 fantasy points over the over the uh, first two weeks of the season, and he's getting seven and a half targets. He's averaging seven and a half targets a game, and nobody has him. He's sitting on waivers right now. Go get this man. I I mean, he's had over 50 yards in both games. He's the Kirk Cousins is, I guess, because Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are garnering so much attention. Osborne is balling right now. I mean, flex option. I'll, listen, man, I can, if I can find a good flex option that I can keep in there, I'll definitely take it. Osborne's looking like that guy. He's not even rostered. He's rostered in less than 1% of NFL leagues. That's my first nomination. My second nomination, this is probably more obvious, Rondell Moore, wide receiver for Arizona. 7 of 8 in week 2, 114 yards and a touchdown. He's been getting... He's been getting a lot more work. Um, and I know that's an understatement, but I'm talking about in terms of his snaps. Week one, 29% snap share. Week two, 45.9% snap share. That's a huge jump. They It looks like they're trusting him to be more involved in that offense. And Kyler Murray is red hot right now. Rondale Moore is rostering just 2.1% of NFL leagues. That should tell you something. Go get him. Now, this one is a bit more interesting. Pat Furrier move. Let me know if I said that name right. Pat Furrier move, tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I know Eric Ebron is already there, but it looks like the Steelers need a surer hand in the pass catching unit. And I've just been looking at the couple of the games. Deontay Johnson, he's getting a lot of targets, but he's not catching a lot of balls. And maybe that's on Big Ben, but that was the story for Deontay Johnson last season. Chase Claypool, he's not getting enough targets, I feel like. And you have Juju Smith-Schuster, who's kind of floating around in the middle. But Pat Ferriamuth is, he's not getting the targets. And that's probably why... He's not going to be a huge waiver ad, but he's trending in the right direction. He's getting more work from Eric Ebron, or he's taking more work from Eric Ebron. He's already outsnapped him in the first two weeks. 50% snap share in week one, and it jumped up to almost 59% in week two. Eric Ebron's snaps have been dropping. On top of that, Pat has been catching everything now granted it's not all he hasn't had a lot of targets he's only had what six targets um over the excuse me not six he has five targets over the first two weeks but he's caught all of them he's caught all of his targets they need they could be looking for another red zone threat and furry move seems like he has hands like glue if you can I want to say, because tight end is so hard to find. And you know, once he has that blow up game and they really trust him, they're going to start getting him the ball more. And they're start, they're going to start using him in scoring situations. And then by then, it could be too late. So if anything, if you have the space to stash him on the waiver wire, off the waiver wire rather, 
and on your bench, you got a deep bench, go for it. Get them now, stash them, wait for the game to blow up, and then you can do what you want. You can either flip him or you can keep him and start him if you don't have a, a viable tight end option. But those are my three nominations right there. K.J. Osborne from Minnesota, the wide receiver. Rondell Moore, the wide receiver from Arizona. And Pat Ferriermuth, the tight end for Pittsburgh. Now, that'll wrap up the show. Make sure you go check out the articles on thefantasyfinance.com. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and make sure you follow the show on Twitter. Engage. Hit the polls. Leave some comments. Tweet at us. All that good stuff. We appreciate it. And um, leave some leave some ratings on Apple Podcasts. We on there too. So if you see us on there, give us some stars. Rate the show. Let us know what we can get better on. I'm all for criticism. I'm not one of those dudes that do podcasts and like, oh, you can't tell me nothing. Let me know what I can do to make a better show. Because this is fun and I want to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to as I get more listeners. I don't want to be boring. I don't want to be monotone and talking like this. So when you hear something or you 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 feel like, yo, you could do this and it could be better for your show. Let me know. I'm definitely not above that. So that's it. Thanks for checking us out. And we will talk to you in our next episode. And I think we're going to have the guys back uh, for episode two this week. So stay tuned for that because Jalen hasn't been here in a while. Mark hasn't been here. Well, Mark was in our last episode and we got to go over our pickums from week two in our next episode because I'm looking pretty right now. Green Bay Packers won on Monday night. I only missed four games. I'm going to have the total tally ready for our next show. But this is going to be fun. We're going to do pick-ems for the rest of the week. I mean, not the rest of the week. Throughout the whole season. So we're going to see where we fall at. So thank you for listening. And check us out on the next episode. Y'all guys be safe. Peace. To the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.